Good morning, church. Is anybody else excited that it's Advent, right? We're all excited for Advent. You know, a lot of people talk about Christmas and, and, and that uh, we start Christmas way too early, of course. I went into uh, Old Navy, I think it was before, was it before Thanksgiving or right after before Thanksgiving? And they were playing Christmas music. And I, and I actually looked at the, the lady working there and I was like, really? Christmas music? And she goes, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> now, I don't know if it was, she was sorry because she was playing the Christmas music because she's just ready for, you know, singing those songs or if she was sorry that she had to play them. But either way, it was Christmas music super early. But in the Christian tradition, not only are we skipping over, you know, Halloween and Thanksgiving and all those things, but we're, we're skipping over this very important season of Advent. And that word Advent literally means coming. And in this time, we focus on the concept of Jesus coming into our world. And, and this is one of the reasons I want us to, to really engage in what that means for us today, to think about this. The God of all the universe decided that the way to reconcile us back to God, the way to solve the problem that we created by sin, was by becoming human and dwelling among us. That thought should blow our minds. And that's why we spend an entire month preparing our hearts and minds for this Christmas when we, when we focus in every single year on the concept of Jesus being born and becoming human. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about how Jesus was sent into the world. But then our response is that we too are sent with the same message and the same things that Jesus came to do in this world, Jesus gives that mission to us to do out there and to share the good news of Jesus Christ. It's just kind of, it's this mind-boggling and powerful message that we have this morning. The coming of Christ is all about God seeing the situation that we are in and saying, I am not going to allow that to be the status quo. You know, as humans, we've talked about this many times, that in our sin, that we are the ones that walked away from God. Reconciliation, we're talking about how Jesus reconciles this morning. And reconciliation means there is some sort of restoration going on. And that brokenness was not because of God, but it was because of humans. And we had a choice. We were in the garden with God, and we had a choice. To follow God, obey God, and live a life of happiness and joy with God, or to take off on our own. And humans decided to disobey God, bringing death into the world, which is the reason that Jesus had to come once and for all to provide an answer to sin and death. And so that's what we're going to talk about as we talk about reconciliation. And today we're going to focus on three stories in the book of Luke. We're not going to read them, but I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you a little about them. There's a story of Elizabeth and Zechariah. Now, Elizabeth and Zechariah were older, and they had always wanted to have children, but unable to conceive. And then an angel comes to them, and they're told that they will have a son, but that this son not only will just be an ordinary child, but will come into the world and announce that the Messiah is coming, and this would be John the Baptist. And then the second story is that of Mary, a teenage girl who an angel appears to and says, you will give birth to a son. And then she kind of raises her hand and says, but I'm a virgin. <laughs> How is this going to happen? And then we have the story of the shepherds, who God chose to be the first ones 
to hear the story that the Messiah had been born. This ordinary group of people, shepherds working in a field, nothing special, nothing extraordinary, and yet they are the ones that God comes and that God sends the angels to. And so this, as we talk about Jesus reconciles, we realize that Jesus comes to the unsuspecting, that Jesus comes to the unqualified, and that Jesus comes to the undeserving and brings us the reconciliation that we are all deeply longing for. Now, I know in this Christmas season, we anticipate gifts that we're going to receive on Christmas and Christmas Eve. You know, we have a tradition. We let our kids open up one present on Christmas Eve, and you think that we made their whole life just letting them open that one present. But we have deeper longings. Every person has a deep longing for what God has to offer, even if we don't know it. And maybe that longing is presenting itself in our relationships, with a broken relationship that we have someone. Maybe that longing is presenting itself in a need for healing. Maybe that longing is presenting itself in just a need for hope in a very difficult time. And so as we talk about reconciliation, that is what Jesus is bringing into each and every one of our lives. And that's why we need to spend more time on it this year and every year. So our scripture today comes from Romans chapter 5, and if you brought your Bible, I hope that you would read in that text. If not, it'll be on the screen above. This is what it says. I'm actually going to start with verse 8, and we say this every single week. But God shows his love for us because while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So now that we have been made righteous by his blood, we can be even more certain that we will be saved by God's wrath through him. And if we were reconciled to God through death of his son, while we were still enemies, now that we have been reconciled, how much more certain is it that we will be saved by his life? What a powerful message for us. That while we were still sinners, that God died for us through Jesus. Now, I I just want you all to think about this. So we, we believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And this three-in-one entity has existed since, well, outside of our time, outside of our universe. Before our universe was even created, God existed. For our universe to be created, some sort of power had to create it outside of itself. And that power is God. And then it was us as humans who gave ourselves over to idol worship. And if you think that you don't worship idols... Idols are anything that get in between you and God. So maybe not like Old Testament where they worship literal idols of stone, but I guarantee each and one of us has an idol that we put between us and God. And when we worship that idol, it breaks our relationship with God. And we are in need of reconciliation. We are in need of restoration in our life. What is that idol in your life that is causing you to sin? And what's amazing is that God's solution to this problem, God's solution when we deserve destruction because of our sin, right? God's solution to the problem was to send his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now think about this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit had always existed that way up until that point. And then Jesus becomes human. And then we have the two natures, fully human, fully divine, At that moment, God allowed God's own fundamental nature to change so that we might be saved. Because now and forevermore, Jesus is fully human and fully divine. 
Think about the depth and length that God is willing to go to save you, to reconcile you back to God. That should shock you. It should blow your mind. Not only that, we believe that when Jesus was on the cross and he cries out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You may be familiar with that statement. What I believe is that in that moment, Jesus allowed himself to be separated from God. Jesus, who had always been with God, they were always united, they were always one, in that moment allowed separation between him and God so that you and I might be saved. This is the radical step that God is willing to go for you and for me for reconciliation. Don't miss it this Advent. Don't miss the hope. Don't miss what God has done and is doing in our world and the steps that God is willing to go for you and for everyone else. Because God comes to the unsuspecting. God comes to the unqualified. And God comes to the undeserving. He comes to the unsuspected. Jesus came to those who were not looking for him, or at least not in that way. The angels show up to Zechariah and Elizabeth, like I said, in their old age, about ready for retirement. Zechariah was a priest, and they don't, they don't believe him. They don't believe the angels. Like I'm, the, Zechariah actually says, hey, I'm an old man. This is not going to happen. Why are you telling me this? They were not suspecting for God to show up in their life. Mary, there's no way a teenage girl was expecting to be the mother of Jesus, right? Especially she was not yet married and not yet willing, and she wasn't about to have an affair or anything like that outside of marriage. She was a faithful woman. And she's like, how can this happen? She was unsuspecting. The shepherds were just out tending their flock in the field. Again, these were ordinary folks. As I was thinking about everybody Black Friday shopping, and I, I, I used to work in retail. I know there's some people in here who, who worked in retail and how intense and stressful experience that can be. As they're up all night the night before, and all day throughout the holiday, getting things set up for this grand shopping adventure that it seems to have transformed to take over our world, right? We talk about the, uh, you know, this war on Christmas that everyone talks about time to time. I think the real war on Christmas has happened as we have commercialized it and we've made it about shopping and about buying things, about materialism, rather than focusing on the real reason, which is Jesus coming into our world. And so I was thinking about this, and I was thinking, you know, if Jesus were to come today, that maybe the people that Jesus would have showed himself up to, or the angels would have showed to announce Jesus' birth, would have been those folks working retail, setting up the stores overnight, right? Because they're the ones that are kind of left out. They're the ones that aren't with their families at this holiday time. And so maybe if you think about all those workers who looked, had a frantic look in their eyes, maybe you can understand the shepherds who are watching their flocks out in the, in the fields. And then all of a sudden, these angels show up. And their whole world changes as they get to go and be present for God in the flesh, in the form of this baby Jesus. Can you imagine what that was like for them? So God comes to the unsuspecting. So this Advent, as you reflect on your life and you reflect on your faith, maybe God is going to show up for you in some unexpected and new way, that God is going to call you, that God is going to invite you into a bigger picture of what Jesus is doing through the power of the Holy Spirit. And we simply have to be open and expect the unexpected and the miraculous. The second thing is that Jesus 
calls or shows up for the unqualified. Like I said, Mary certainly wasn't ready to have a baby. This teenage girl, she wasn't even married yet. I can just imagine the terror in her mind. This is something that she could be killed for, being pregnant out of wedlock. They would stone those women. If, if, if Joseph were to say, hey, this woman had an affair, she cheated on me, all the people in the village would have grabbed stones and they would have hurled them at her and they would have murdered her. Can you imagine what that was like for Mary? She was not qualified to be a mother yet. As if there's some sort of training, right, to be parents. <laughs> but she wasn't ready. Zechariah and Elizabeth, they weren't expecting it. They weren't necessarily qualified. They thought their time had passed them. They were headed for retirement. And these shepherds certainly weren't qualified. These aren't special shepherds. They're not elite shepherds who, you know, had just won the people's choice for the best shepherds of Bethlehem. And yet, Jesus chooses them. God doesn't expect us to be qualified. God expects us to be willing And when we're willing and we say yes to God in these moments when Jesus shows up in our life, all of a sudden things change. We are transformed and we're invited on this epic journey that we never thought that we would be a part of. Jesus shows up for the unqualified. And finally, Jesus shows up for the undeserving. There was nothing necessarily special about Mary. She's an ordinary young girl. And yet Jesus chose her. God chose her. There was nothing necessarily special about Mary and Zechariah. We've already talked about how there was nothing necessarily special about these shepherds. And yet, they were chosen. Jesus shows up. God shows up in their life. Jesus showing up in our lives is not about who we are, but it's about who God is. God will show up in your life, not because you deserve it, but because Jesus, because God loves you so much, so deeply that Jesus was willing to go to the cross to restore you to relationship to God. So when we talk about Jesus and reconciliation, that idea of reconciliation, there has to be a restoration. There was a brokenness. There was a separation between us and God, and this was how God chose to restore that relationship. And each of us, have experienced that, at least on some level. And if you haven't, I'm begging you this morning to open your heart and mind to what God is trying to do in your life. Because many times we have said yes to God, and then maybe we kind of walk away for a little bit, and we need another dose of that reconciliation. Or maybe you've never said yes to God. This is a great opportunity. Say yes to what God wants to do in your life. There's no time to waste, because God has exciting and wonderful things planned for you. And maybe you're sitting here and you said, you know, I have lived this path all my life. What is there new for me? Maybe Jesus wants to help you reconcile some relationship in your life. Maybe there's some healing. Maybe you're in need of hope. I don't know what it is, but Jesus will provide it. Expect the unexpected. Know that Jesus calls the unqualified. And know that Jesus comes to the undeserving. I wanted to read this quote as we talk about this, what it means to to be reconciled. And we talk about Advent. And this from the book Sent. It says, Advent is a beautiful time even if you get frustrated with the commercialization and busyness of it all. There's something beautiful happening in the hearts of people who long 
for something else, who hope we might find it in what our hearts yearn for. I think about it Christmas Eve that it's the most attended service all year long. There's something magical, right, as we gather and we sing hymns and we light candles, we, we share, and you think all the Christians, all the world in that moment are, are doing the exact same thing. And a scene popped in my mind from Home Alone. I, I know many of you are familiar with the movie. And it's, it's when he's walking down the street and he's going past the church and all of a sudden he hears a choir singing, Oh, Holy Night. And he can't help but turn around and go into the church and walk down the aisle as they're singing and be captivated in that moment. There's something powerful, there's something moving, there's something unique that happens in our hearts at this time of year. And all I want you to do is to grab onto it. I want you to yearn for it, I want you to long for it, I want you to deeply seek after what God is wanting to do in your life right here and right now and see what kind of change it brings. Because the truth is, God is counting on us. Jesus is counting on us. There are people outside these doors who are longing for something and they don't even know what it is. There are people who are hurting. I know there's people in your own life that you can think of right this moment who you know that the message of Jesus would change their life. So what I want you to do this week is I want you to write down the name of that person. You can do it now if you want. Put it in your phone. Write it on your GPS. Write it in your Bible. And I want you to pray. What does God want you to do in the life of that person? Is it an invitation? Are they hurting with some material need? Could you take them some clothes? Or could you take them some food? Could you provide shelter? What is it that person needs? What is God asking you to do? Because I guarantee that Jesus wants to show up for them. And you might be the angel this week. Announcing the good news. You know, in Luke chapter 2, this is what it says. Nearby shepherds were living in the fields, guarding their sheep at night. The Lord's angel stood before them. The Lord's glory shone around them, and they were terrified. And the angel said, do not be afraid. Look, I bring you good news. Wonderful, joyous news for all people. Your Savior is born today in David's city. He is Christ, the Lord. You know, what God is calling us to do is a little bit terrifying. And Jesus, is, the angels are telling us, do not be afraid. I bring you good news, wonderful, joyous news for all people that your Savior is born today. Now, who are you called to share this good news of this reconciliation that Jesus is called to bring? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.